Hey there, friends. Welcome to the Happy Habit Podcast. I'm your host, Matthew. I like to talk health and well-being. I do so every Monday and Thursday. Thank you for stopping by. If you're enjoying the podcast series, please share, subscribe, and uh, if you have the time, just pop us a nice review online. It helps this podcast reach more listeners just like yourself. Uh, Also, thank you so much for people who have purchased my book, Happy Habits for Mind and Body, still available on Amazon. Check it out. You can get it in uh, ebook format, in audiobook format, and you can get the hard copy also again on Amazon. I love the saying, be proactive, not reactive. Being proactive is one of the habits that Stephen Covey talks about in his book, Seven Habits of Highly Effective People, a book which I looked at and have talked about before on this podcast. Being proactive is the opposite of being reactive, which I have to admit is a state that I and many other people spend too much time in. When you're reactive, you are responding to external stimuli. You are letting your environment and circumstances dictate to you. And this is a position of weakness. It's also a position in which you lack control, primarily over your thoughts, your actions and emotions. In addition, you have divested yourself of responsibility in that you are no longer taking responsibility for what you think and how you are behaving, because you are so lost in reacting to what's going on around you. You're so busy giving away your power as you vent and get sidetracked by outside events, all the while seeing yourself as a victim of circumstance. This is utterly counterproductive and a complete waste of your time, never mind the fact that it will win you very few friends. Because, let's be honest, nobody likes listening to someone bemoaning the injustices they are perpetually complaining about. Being proactive is a position of power and self-control. It involves poise and self-awareness, and most of all, it encompasses closing the gap between where we find ourselves at that moment in time, and where we want to be, that is, further down the line in pursuit of our goals. With all that in mind, let's look at ways we can become more proactive, such that we are more in control of ourselves, so that we aren't a victim of what happens to us, and so that we can constantly develop and progress and improve ourselves. First of all, if we want to be more proactive, we have to have a reason for being proactive. Otherwise, our intentions are aimless and our energy is wasted. And so we have to establish some goals. But these goals must align with our core values and be legitimate based on what we believe will help us become a better version of ourselves. Now, this is not to be confused with being wealthier so we can keep up with the Joneses. If money and more affluence is a byproduct of whatever proactive approach you take, so be it. But it shouldn't be your primary motivation. Remember, over and above 80,000 a year in earnings, the level of satisfaction people get from their money levels off. And this has been proven time and time again. So we need to look elsewhere for our goals and not just for a fatter bank balance. Being proactive means acting in the now. In other words, proactivity is the opposite of procrastination. As we learned in Brian Tracy's book, Eat That Frog, if you want to power through procrastination, then tackle the biggest, ugliest job on your to-do list first, even if it's only for 15 minutes. 
Doing this kickstarts your momentum and your confidence. I'm six years taking cold showers this month, but I still get up in the morning and step into a cold shower. I don't procrastinate. I do the ugly thing of getting into the shower. I do that first. Because if I don't, and if I procrastinate, it's too easy for me to talk myself out of getting into the shower. By the time I've stepped into the shower, it's already too late to to back out. And I've obliterated my procrastination in one swift move. This proactive approach sets me up for the day ahead to take other proactive measures, all of which buoy my confidence and supercharge my momentum. To be proactive, you have to recast how you see yourself. You must be willing to see that you are the only person who creates your own life. You take the steering wheel. You don't wait to be asked. This is the philosophy of the greatest and most successful people. They take the initiative. They are bold. They don't wait for permission to be given. They do something, then they seek permission later, if relevant. Walt Disney, he was told he couldn't draw. Can you believe that? If he hadn't taken the initiative and been bold enough to be proactive about his career, he'd never have scaled the heights he did. Walt didn't react to the disappointment of rejection with a victim mindset. He simply found another way for his greatness to manifest itself. He took responsibility for his life. He took control and certainly didn't indulge in procrastination. Letting go of what is outside of your control is totally freeing. It's completely liberating. You stop resisting and redirect your precious energy and mental resources towards what you can control, towards the measures you can take that will allow you to close the gap between where you are and where you want to be, as we mentioned earlier. Think about when you drive into a road with a dead end. You can huff and puff and react and fume and vent all you like, No amount of complaining will change the fact that you can't drive through that wall. You have no choice but to turn around and find another way. This decision and your reaction to having to alter your plan is something you can control. The sooner you realise this, the sooner you can get back on track. Having a plan is key to being proactive. When we know what our goal is, we must have a roadmap to get there. Without a roadmap, we will only end up reacting to external events aimlessly and become frustrated, as our goal will more likely than not remain frustratingly in the distance. When we have a goal and have sat down and formulated a plan, then we know the steps we need that will get us there. We can then engage in measured, consistent, replicable action that will over time yield the results we need to arrive at our desired destination. But any plan we create as we engage in being proactive must absolutely take into account the likelihood that we will encounter unforeseen events that can retard our progress. Knowing and expecting difficulties along the way will reduce the likelihood that we will react in the moment when they happen. We will be able to greet setbacks, failures or negative outcomes as a mere stepping stone to where we want to go. Instantly, we'll be able to pivot in our approach so as we can take into account the bump in the road and reconfigure our approach if needed. This requires you to be a good problem solver, to be able to think rationally and not emotionally. And also, problem solvers are people who are solution-focused, 
so that's where their energies are focused, and not on the injustice of the moment, all because things didn't go their way. Being proactive is very much being present and future-focused, whereas reactive people, by their very nature, are reacting to things that have already happened, so they are rooted in the past. They are being controlled by events that have already happened, and are only compounding things by reacting negatively. Proactive people look in the mirror and face themselves down. This is exactly the approach of David Goggins, whose terrific book Can't Hurt Me detailed how he held himself accountable instead of indulging in a victim mindset. Proactive people are comfortable accepting responsibility and holding themselves accountable for whatever they aspire to be and to achieve. Of course, you can register your goals with others who might help you be accountable too, but ultimately we are all accountable to ourselves. If being proactive doesn't come naturally to you, seek out people who are proactive in your life. Make a note to observe the driven, motivated and action-oriented people in your life. What steps do they take? How do they tackle their challenges? How do they structure their weeks? And crucially, how do they deal with disappointments and setbacks? When we engage with people we aspire to be like, people who are at a level we want to reach, it's like playing sport with someone more talented than you. You will find yourself raising your game in response. This happens to me when I swim with faster swimmers than myself. I invariably swim faster simply by virtue of being in their company. And this is in part because I am pushing myself more than I would than if I was swimming on my own or with slower swimmers. In this context, it's important to remember that you aren't competing with these people. You are merely using their philosophy of goal attainment and of being proactive and applying it to yourself. You are only ever competing with yourself. People constantly forget this. You are your only competition. Because the moment you look beyond yourself, your performance, mentally, emotionally and physically, you have lost sight of what you are doing and why you are doing it. So emulate those better than you by all means. Yes, but you are doing it for your improvement and not to better them. And this leads us to motivation. What's your why? Why are you aspiring to become a better version of yourself? Why do you want to be proactive in the first place? Remember, this comes back to self-awareness and awareness of one's values, one's self-worth and what one wants from life. It's key here to do the right things for you, not because of what society says you should be doing for you. The ego plays a big role here. And if we formulate values and perform actions based on what the ego dictates, we are going to be in trouble. The ego cares far too much about comparison. And in an age when everyone is comparing themselves to everyone else online, it's foolhardy to indulge the ego. Instead of playing a losing game of ego placation, genuinely ask yourself what motivates you in life. What are the traits that you aspire to exuding on a daily basis? Are they honesty, integrity, compassion, patience, being a great listener, being a fair person, a great leader? Are you the kind of person who gives everything of themselves when they believe in a cause? For me, what motivates me is the simple fact that I want to be better. I want to grow. Many of us have a growth mindset. 
remaining the same person I was in terms of growth is simply not something that motivates me at all. I want to build upon my experiences and gain more knowledge and understanding of myself and of the world around me every day. And this is what stimulates me to be proactive. Don't get me wrong, it's not always easy. It's a treadmill that doesn't end. And really that's a good thing because we should be striving to extend ourselves beyond our borders of comfort, of experience and knowledge all the time. Otherwise we become stale. And I'm a big believer in the saying, if you don't use it, you lose it. Being proactive involves exercising your brain power as much as anything else. It involves being brave, being dissatisfied with being ordinary, being thirsty for challenges, being willing to take ownership over your direction in life. It all sounds easy when it rolls off the tongue, but it isn't, and that's the point. Being proactive means you must be comfortable facing down fear, fear of the unknown, fear of change. And when you do, you reap the rewards. You take responsibility, you embrace accountability, and you move up the scale of improvement and progression. And if you're doing life right, this process never ends. Well, thank you for listening to this edition of the Happy Habit Podcast. Until next time, stay happy. (music) 